Welcome to Action's Antidotes, your antidote to the mindset that keeps you settling for less. Us humans have a natural inclination to try to predict the future or speculate about what the future could possibly hold. It's something we've been doing for probably longer than historic records have shown, but we can see plenty of examples of it going all the way back to, uh, in the case of Western culture, thinking about ancient Greece and some of the measurements made by thinkers like Aristotle that kind of speculate about this. So None of this is uh, is really new. Today, I want to talk to you uh, about astrology because we're recording on March 1st, 2023, which is the start of a, of a really major month in the astrological calendar as far as changes ahead, some things that could we could possibly be seeing to change kind of the direction that humanity is going to head. As you all know, we all do have free will. And so as a result, nothing's set in stone, but it's good to kind of start these conversations and talk about what we need to think about and prepare for. So today is my first uh, repeat guest on this podcast, Luana Bosetti, who has her own podcast as well. It's changed names a a few times, so you have to tell us what it's uh, being called now. I've been a guest on her podcast. She's also recently um, studied the field of astrology. Luana, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you so much for having me again. And uh, yeah, my podcast now it's the Lost and Found Millennial. <laughs> okay, so, I, yes. I was speculating <laughs> about whether you uh, had another name change after that, but yeah. No, I think it's quite because it's broad, like Lost and Found. It's like travel, or as well, you get lost in your life, and then you get found as well. So I think yeah. now we stay like that for a while. Most of us at some point have found ourselves lost or out of balance in some way and said, okay, I need to make an adjustment in my life of of some kind. Yes, yes. And well, if we want to see it from the astrological point of view, my career line, to make it simple, it's in Gemini. And Gemini, we know it's a sign that changes mind so many times. Oh, yeah. For me... It's normal to approach so many projects and then change and change name and change ideas. So that's uh, in line with my astrology, let's say. (laughs) My sun sign is a Sagittarius. Is that consistent Mm -hmm. with like me kind of keeping the same name and approaching 100 episodes? Or is there something that I'm out of line with? No, it's consistent. It's not the word for Sagittarius, but because you are exploring so different topics and you have people on your podcast that talk about different uh, like uh, topics uh, exactly. So it's really in alignment because Sagittarius wants to know everything and explore different things. And it's the explorer, <laughs> like yeah. the archetype of the explorer. So the seeker of like different adventures. I think that throughout your podcast, you go to different uh, adventures, uh, like uh, talking to people from all over the world. So it's definitely in alignment. <laughs> well, that is good because I know that I've heard a lot of people say recently that when we have some of these negative emotions, and people talk quite a bit about this idea of toxic positivity and ignoring mm. negative emotions, right? And so it's like only the positive but uh, one of the most interesting statements I've heard is that when we have negative emotions, it's kind of a indication that something in our lives are out of balance and that something needs to be thought of and something needs to be adjusted in some kind of way. And therefore, instead of just ignore it, just like, oh, only think of the happy, try to like actually look at it and say, what is this telling me that I'm yeah. doing that's out of alignment with like who I inherently am? Yeah, exactly. And all the emotions like are here to support us and to help us grow. Like the emotional 
body that we have. It's our moon sign, which is so different from your sun sign. And that's the beauty of it, because you need to have like the sun, that it's the ego and your moon, your emotion and all Mm. the planets together in the like astral wheel, if you will. They are all different because we need to have this different emotion, different experiences to live a full life as well. So definitely I couldn't agree more. We need both the quote unquote negative and positive emotions and they're all there to support us to send us a message i call out as well on toxic positivity because i see that it's uh, toxic yeah and it's weird because i don't want to overuse the word toxic because i know that's it's all a rage to describe anything as toxic Mm. but the general idea of taking anything negative and just ignoring it change the subject get my mind off of it and not really taking in the lesson is something that everyone can kind of relate to yeah exactly exactly and even like if we think about astrology, we have Saturn, that it's the planet that everybody fears. Because yeah, the it's kind of quote unquote. So yeah, the the like father archetype, the one that wants to teach you a lesson. And it could be like it's a karmic teacher as well. So somebody is like, oh no, I don't care about Saturn. I just want the good fun parts, like Jupiter or your son, but they are yeah. there, like the emotion to help you, to help you grow. We don't grow in the happy times when you are super happy and life is going according to your plan. We grow when we go, we hit rock bottom and we go through certain phases that are not so quote unquote happy, if you will. Yeah. So that makes sense. So I want to back up a little bit, get my yeah. audience acquainted with astrology. Maybe not everyone's familiar with it. Um So where did it come from? What is the basis for um, this idea of kind of taking out a birth chart, figuring out what your sign is and understanding what it means for your life? Astrology comes back to like century and centuries back, because if you think about the ancient population like the Egyptian or the Greek, uh, Mm -hmm. or even if we go to Asia, like the ancient population, they all use the star and astrology for so many reasons. Like they use the moon for their harvest, like when they needed to plant and then when they needed to harvest, they used the moon or Mm -hmm. for direction. They thought they didn't have our Google Maps that we have right now, or even paper maps at the time. So they follow like the planet, the sun, the astrology to help them for basic needs. So it really dates back to a lot, a lot of years ago. But then it kind of got lost because then, as we know, like when the industrialization happened and well, I don't want to go into like too much about the patriarchal society and all of that when all these like quote-unquote not uh, scientific even if astrology can really relate to science in so many things got put aside and now that we see that we have this mystical lifestyle rising even more so so many people are getting back to astrology which is I like to say that it's like your DNA Mm because every chart birth chart that it's the wheel uh, that you see with all the planets with all the signs uh, with all the houses that it looks like really like a wheel, like the wheel of life. It's really your DNA. Everybody has a different chart. There's not a chart that is uh, the same. Even twins have different chart, even if they are born maybe some minutes 
after mm-hmm. it depends like they might have similar, but they can have some differences. So it's really like something unique. And it's something that, in my opinion, helps not only to discover more about yourself, but also to accept and embrace all that you are. Because if we think about horoscope, we look about your sun sign or star sign, as some people call it. Yeah. Like some Everybody knows their zodiac sign because it depends on the day you were born. So... We know if you were born in uh, April, like I am, in the second half, you are a Taurus. But then this is just the little part because then we have all the other planets and all uh, the signs of the zodiac that means different things. So when you look at the whole birth chart, you are able to understand and even appreciate and love yourself at a deeper level that uh, you cannot if you just look at your horoscope and sometimes people are like I don't really resonate with my horoscope and it's because it's a tiny part of who you are not the whole thing I also weirdly think of it as something that was bigger kind of in the middle ages than it is you know now or coming back and one thing I also think about is do you see astrology as being odds with say the abrahamic religions the judaism christianity and islam that a lot of people adhere to or do you see them as being complementary to one another for people who do adhere to one of those three faiths i think they are definitely complementary i grew up like catholic so that's my upbringing with my family if you think about astrology at the four elements like yeah. earth water uh, air and fire And if you think about when in the Bible they talk about how God created the world, it's the same thing. It relates to the element, you know, God created water for us, like for the fish to go in, uh, for us to drink and for the world, because we are made as well, (laughs) 80% of water, right? So then it creates the earth to provide us nourishment. Then it creates the wind, the air, the birds, And then as well, the fire to keep us warm. So it's really, they go hand in hand. But because like some people think that astrology is too, and they think that it's like something that it doesn't relate. So religion is not really like embracing this uh, science of astrology. But for me, because I'm more familiar with the Christian uh, religion, but even if you think about Buddhism or other religion, there are elements of astrology that are in every religion. So I think that if we really would open up to this, we could use them both uh, or uh, to ourselves, to our favor, you know. First of all, on this podcast, I'm not in the business of telling anybody, you know, what to and what not to believe when it comes to any of these things. Uh, my my hope is that more people will be a, a little bit more open to at least hearing out other ideas. And obviously, different things are going to resonate with different people. Yeah. Some people are going to resonate a little bit more with uh, more of a rules based religion than myself. You know, I, I yes, yes. It's a, it's a little bit different, and it's, it's part of the makeup of who we are, which is why it, it feels like there's just like all these different ways that, you know, whatever lies beyond our physical earth has to kind of resonate with different people. Maybe one culture resonates more with like your standard Catholicism, and others will resonate more with like kind of an individual pursuit, whether it be studying the stars or the Hindu pursuit of different gods that you choose to, yeah. you know, 
resonate with. And it seems like part of it's just like, do you believe that there's anything beyond this life that you're currently in or not? Yeah, exactly. I think everybody has different uh, beliefs and astrology like really tells us uh, to not to leave your beliefs aside, but to really stay open-minded to see how it can help you to really love yourself because every religion at the base of every religion, I believe, of every astrology is love, like it's a big love. So if we believe in that, then I think yeah. uh, we can resonate uh, with astrology as well. But yeah, and you need to find it in different uh, parts of your life. There might be some, a moment in your life that you don't resonate with it. And then maybe in the next year, you will. It's something that uh, you need to resonate with. And don't go for uh, like somebody that tells you, oh, you have to do this or that, because not yeah. astrology cannot tell you what to do. <laughs> As you said at yeah. the beginning, you mm -hmm. have free will and you have to make your own decisions. So for me, I hope that the tool of astrology really helps people to love themselves at a deeper level not to know like i don't tell you who you are or what you have to do or anything like that that's for sure <laughs> definitely and what do you think is behind the recent uptick in interest in astrology which i believe i started observing before the pandemic but i think a lot of people are attributing it to like what happened with the pandemic and the uncertainty around that i think I think, yeah, the pandemic definitely contributed to like open ourselves to something different and uh, social media and the internet became more and more used during the time. So astrology could get into like this uh, uh, way of communication, but also because we had Saturn going on in the sign of Aquarius at the start of the pandemic. And Aquarius is the archetype of the astrologer. So I think that with this Saturn in Aquarius, Aquarius wanted to bring us this uh, like old uh, knowledge or old science uh, to help us uh, during these uncertain times. And now in March, we will get into like another big uh, far planet. It's Pluto. We yeah. enter Aquarius. So what the astrologers say, we are approaching the Aquarian age that astrology in the next years will become in the next decade because this planet moves slowly, will become yeah. even more and more out there, you know, and more people will uh, will see, even see it because before, yeah, everybody saw the horoscope, I think, like at least here in Europe, you could find it on magazines or you could find it like on the radio or mm -hmm. on TV, but just like the thing that you maybe listen and you don't pay attention. But now there's so much more information out there, even on social media. Astrology is a big topic right now. It's a, a trend as well. So I yeah. think for these two reasons, like these planets moving into Aquarius, that is the sign of the astrologer, then that's why astrology became more and more popular. And so... Saturn entered Aquarius at the beginning of the pandemic. Is that right? March 2020. And then we went retrograde and so on was December. But we can see of 2020. But we can see like it's no coincidence for astrology. They knew that something was going to happen with this transit. We didn't know. Obviously, they didn't know a pandemic will happen because they they yeah. in astrology they don't tell you like what specific event will happen 
but there was something because Aquarius is as well the humanitarian, the sign for the collective. So the pandemic didn't happen in just one country. It happened in the whole yeah. collective. So it affected really the whole wide world. So that's typical Aquarius energy, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you think about it. So given that you said that astrologers weren't going to know specifically that it was going to be a pandemic, it was going to be something, should someone be treating with skepticism any video or article that says, astrologer who predicted the pandemic has predictions for next year? Yes, totally. You cannot predict a specific event, not even if you look at your chart, you know, maybe yeah. when you look at your chart, there will be some transit or some major transit and you know that maybe you will encounter some uh, some challenges or maybe you can even predict like maybe this will be a good time for love, but that's like something yeah. that you need to take with a grain of salt because we cannot predict as astrologer the day that you will meet your soulmate or <laughs> the day that you will get married or when you will have a baby or something like this. That's just because uh, obviously yeah. there's people that take advantage of that and that's uh, definitely yeah. you need to be careful because now with the internet you know i see so much on tiktok there are these videos where people read the tarot cards or the oracle yep. cards and i tell you okay if you look in this moment this message is for you we are gonna meet your love today and then some people believe in that yeah and they, they take it they don't take it okay maybe today yeah, Venus is in Pisces, so it's a good day for love. But they take like literally what the people tell you. It's like when you go for a tarot reading to a psychic, you can take the things that resonate, but you don't have to th think, okay, she told me that this is going to happen on this year, on this day. That's not possible. Every site that says like, Here's your March astrology reading. Single Libras are likely to find their soulmate this month. Is just <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's. I'm like no, like beware of that and really take the astrologer tell you what the energies are. And if you go into an astrology reading, like yes, listen to what they tell you about the transit. But if they tell you like two specific things, I think. Uh, maybe yeah. they just want to like give you something that they cannot give as well because they are not the universe, so they cannot control <laughs> what's going to happen in your life, you know? Yeah. So if there is a major transit that's of interest to a specific sign, whether it be a, a rising sign, what can an astrologer say? Like not a specific event, but there's obviously something that they could accurately say about, okay, this period of time is going to feel this kind of way or something. Yes, they can tell you, like, based if the planet, imagine the planet Saturn again that we talked yeah. about before, because in March it's going to transition into another planet, which is Pisces. So, obviously, if you're in your natal chart, you have your Saturn placement the day you were born in the sign of Pisces, that will be a major transit for you. So for the people that are, have this planet in this sign, they will feel some transits this year and they will feel some energies. So the astrologer will tell you, okay, this is the transit. This is what 
Saturn represents, this is what Pisces represents, and this is what together they represent. And so it's going to tell you, okay, this might happen. So if you might feel like you are incomplete with yourself, for example, don't take it so hard on you or don't be so, don't like let your inner critic uh, like mm, really yeah. bring you down. But this is what happening in the sky. So they help you to go through this period with some awareness and then you can uh, like be more compassionate towards yourself. But yeah, they can help you in that. Like I had my astrology reading in January to know about this year. And I know that this year I have a, big transit that is touching all my birth chart because the birth chart is like divided into four big quadrants Mm -hmm. so when you have a transit that kind of like touches all the chart let's say because i want to use so difficult terms it's like something that you have uh you have to keep in mind and so she gave me tips on if i feel like I'm too hard on myself, or if I feel like some days it's really too hard, this is what I can do. But uh, just some mm-hmm. tips that I can take it or leave it. But I hate when, especially with Saturn, when they tell you, okay, you are going into your Saturn like transit. So everything is going to change. You're going to like break with your partner. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a major change and uh, you will not be the same two years into the transit. And for some people, it happens like that. Like for me, when I went into this transit, I really changed all my life. But for some people, the changes are a little bit uh, uh, less dramatic, if you will. So it's like you don't have to feel uh, like if you don't go through these changes, you're not leaving your (laughs) alignment (laughs) transit. (laughs) That's uh, not at all that. And do those changes depend on all these other aspects of of your birth chart, right? Because you're saying that the Mm -hmm. average person probably, like if I would use my own self as an example, just say like, I know I'm a Sagittarius on the Capricorn cusp, but Sagittarius, and that's it. And then you look at your Sagittarius horoscope for today, and you're saying that that probably only tells like maybe one or 2% of the picture. Yes, exactly. Because you have your birth chart with this wheel that we talked before, that it's your DNA when you were born, but then you have your progress chart, Mm. meaning that every year the planets, you know, move, the planets move, the moon moves. So every year, maybe you are Sagittarius, but now your sun in your progress chart is not in Sagittarius anymore because it changed signs. So maybe now you are a Capricorn, which is the sign after Sagittarius because you want to embrace this energy more and you need that in your life. All the transits plus all the planets, like, that's why the horoscope doesn't work <laughs> because yeah. there's so much more depth into that. And that's why, like, for example, in March, we have these big transits that affect the people individually if they have the transit in their natal chart, or they can affect the collective as well because these are all the planets affect us in some way uh, as a collective because their energy is stronger when they are in a sign. What? made you decide to kind of study astrology a little bit more in depth over the last few years? In 2020, when Saturn entered the sign of Aquarius, my Saturn in my 
the day I was born was in Aquarius. So it's called the Saturn return because your Saturn returns to the planet where it was when you were born. And this happened every 28 years. So it's like a check-in with your soul. So it's like, okay, you have lived these 28 years. Now Saturn is again the karmic teacher. So wants to tell you, okay, Let's have a check-in, let's have a review and see, okay, what are the things that are working in your life and what are the things that are not working in your life in this moment when you are 28 or 28 years later, some people get to their third Saturn return as well. So it's really, okay, so for me, it was like, "Hmm, there are so many things that are not working and I had that in the middle of the pandemic. So I had so much time to reflect on that because I was not working. I lost my job with the pandemic. I was working in hotels. So for me, it was like, okay, I want to go deeper into learning more about myself. And I Mm -hmm. had uh, my dark night of the soul, if you want to call it like that as well. So I really like had to shed all uh, the skin that I didn't need. And I started to go into astrology and learn. At the time, I just knew that my son was in uh, Taurus. Yeah. And then uh, people were talking about, okay, you have to know your big three. So the sun, the ascendant rising, and the moon sign. So I started to look at the other two. So my ascendant or rising, it's in Virgo. My moon is in Sagittarius. Taurus and Virgo are kind of similar, but Sagittarius, it's completely different. And so it started to make sense because I see, okay, yeah, that's true. I am a Taurus, so I like to be grounded and I like, I'm stubborn. I like to take it slow, but also I'm a Virgo. So I'm very organized, very detail oriented, but I, I, I travel a lot as well. So what is that? That's my moon in Sagittarius. I seek freedom. It helped me to start understand, like make sense of things that I already knew about myself. And as well, like validate how I was feeling because I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm a Taurus, but I feel there's so much more than that. Where the Taurus don't travel, don't like change. And I love change (laughs) and I travel. So like it it was like, and so then I started with that and then I started approach every planet. And then I was like, okay, let's learn more about the houses and this and that. And then I get like, As a good Sagittarius, like in my chart, I want to dig deeper and learn more. And so I did that. And finally, going to California last year, I found this school of astrology that was in the U.S. time zone. Mm -hmm. And so I had the chance to experience that uh, firsthand when I was there because I could make it to the live calls. And uh, that was like got me hooked. And I was like, okay, I want to go deeper into every detail possible of astrology and it's really helped me to accept and love myself at a deeper level and that's why I was like okay this tool needs to be used and I want to learn as much as I can to be able to share it and help other people to like accept themselves as well because at the end of the day we all want to feel like we are lovable and to feel that we loved ourselves first and that others love us as well. So when we start to accept and love more ourselves, then we will open ourselves to love from others. So that's the ultimate goal for me with uh, astrology. And would you say that that's been the primary impact of your 
diving deeper into your chart, diving deeper into astrology, this loving yourself more, accepting yourself more? Yes, yes. Because I never use it just like a tool that it's there on my tool belt, but I really use that to like help and embrace every part of me, even the parts that sometimes are more challenging to deal with, uh, that sometimes we want to avoid, but we are not just like one part of us. We have all these parts. And if you're familiar with part work, that it's uh, used a lot in psychology and in therapy, that's kind of the same because every planet in every sign, it's a part of you. So when you start to learn more about every part, give it attention, then it's like, okay, you feel seen, you feel like validated and you feel uh, loved too. To understand all that. Now you talk about the big three. I have always struggled a little bit to understand the ascendant because that's not one of the planets, you know, all the planets out there. Mm -hmm. I know we had the whole controversy years back about Pluto being demoted from planethood, but then there's some astrologers that talk about other things outside of Pluto, like the North Node, the South Node and all that. But what what is the ascendant, um, which you said is one of the big three. So it's one of the important things about your chart represent. Yeah, the ascendant, as you said, it's correct. It's not a planet. But if we look at our chart, like this big wheel is divided into four pieces of uh, like pie, four quadrants are called. So the four quadrants have a, have a line and every at top of the line, there's something. So we have the ascendant that it's uh, uh, the one on the left side that starts the chart. Then if we go down, the lowest point is the IC, it's called, and I'm not going to explain, but just to make you understand. Yeah. On the other side, opposite the ascendant, we have the DC or descendant. And then at the top of our chart, we have the last line that it's the highest point that it's called midheaven because it connects you to heaven. So this is where you can find your ascendant in the chart. It's not a planet, but your ascendant or rising, it's um, what your soul came here to rise to, to ascend mm. to. So it's really, uh, it's connecting to your purpose, like where you need to evolve to in this life. So sometimes it can be hard because it's not familiar. It's not familiar to us, the ascendant. It's something that we are here to learn. It's like the North and South Node that are not planets as well, but they're just placement. The South Node is something that we have already mastered, that we know, that we are familiar with. But the Mm. North Node, even for me that I'm studying this, it's so difficult to understand because it's something that it's not familiar And so this is the ascendant as well. So why it's so hard? Because it's something that you are here to learn. Like in your case, what's your ascendant? Uh, Aries. You are here to learn this energy of Aries because you have your sun in in Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. But the fire sign of Sagittarius is very different from the fire sign of Aries. And Aries, it's the first sign of the Zodiac. So it's really the one that is the pioneer, the initiator. So in this life, for you, you need to rise to that. You need to rise to be the pioneer of something, the initiator, the leader, that people follow you. Because if you think about the chart, all the other signs follow Aries. Because Aries, it's the one that's like 
let's get up and go and do things. And it's like, it's time to launch things. And yep. like, it's the start of the astrological year in March when Aries, like when the sun enter Aries. So it's really probably for you, what you're here to really master is that to become a leader and passionate leader as well, because Aries, it's fire and fire, it's passion. So that's mm, where you are here to learn. That's the ascendant rising. That's why sometimes it can be difficult to put your finger on it because it's not familiar. The sun, it's your life force, the essence of who you are. So it's more familiar. And your moon, it's your emotion. So this is something that you have within you. But the rising, it's not something you have within you. It's something that you are here to cultivate. So uh, I understand the struggle. Interesting. (laughs) struggle with that. All right. So I want to get a chance to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the month of March. Now, we already (laughs) talked a little bit about Saturn, and I know that by the time this episode's produced, you're listening, it probably will have already moved on to Pisces. What does that mean? Because I think you talked about there's individual, and that depends on what your specific chart is, but there's also kind of a collective aspect of it. So what does Saturn moving on into Pisces mean? Well, (laughs) so Saturn, I love this planet now that I understand more, but I hated it for a while because it's really the father archetype. If you think about the energies, the masculine energy that comes and tell you, okay, it's time to go. You have to take responsibility for your life. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes it can be very, uh, very challenging. We are exiting the Aquarius cycle that the Saturn in Aquarius was like, okay, you have to embrace your weirdness because Aquarius are the one that feel like, okay, I'm the weirdo. But yeah. sometimes this word can be used as negative, but it's like embrace the uniqueness that you are. And for the people that are going into this transit in March, the 7th of March, actually, Saturn will move into the last sign, Pisces, that it's the last sign of the Zodiac. And this transit happened for people that are were born between 1994 and 1996 or 28 years before. Yeah. And I'm not good with math, so I'm not going to tell you that now. But, but 66 uh, to 68, maybe? Oh, that's yeah, just a guess. Yeah, 65 like, or something. But something yeah. like that. You have to find in your birth chart, like, where it was. But if your Saturn is in Pisces, in the sign of Pisces, that's the beginning of your two and a half year, uh, like, transit. And what does it mean? So it's kind of a, like a challenging transit to look at, because if we think about Saturn, as I said, the father archetype, so he wants you to take responsibility of your life. Then we have Pisces. Imagine the fish in the water. Mm-hmm. They are not uh, They are not the best one to take responsibility because they flow. They just go with the flow. They One day they are in one part of the ocean. The other day they are in another part of the ocean. So yeah. Saturn in Pisces for the people that have displacement, there will be a challenging but so amazing transit for you to be able to ground you and to make you like... Uh, stay in one place and reflect about, okay, so now it's time to take responsibility about my life. So 
uh, I need to be more grounded. What do I need to put my energy into? That it's something that for Pisces, it's like, okay, my energy fluctuates like the the water <laughs> in the yeah. oceans. Something about boundaries that it's very hard for Pisces to set boundaries with people. So in this transit, if you have your Saturn in Pisces, you will be challenged to really set boundaries and speak like speak up for yourself, which this is challenging because Pisces is also a water sign. So it's very sensitive, very emotional. It's uh, an empath. So as an empath, it's very hard to like speak your truth sometimes because you want everybody around you to be happy. And so sometimes when you set the boundaries, people around you won't be happy. It's really starting, it's really inviting you, okay, it's time to take responsibility and to really set these boundaries and to really be grounded and see what you want in the next two, two and a half years. Pisces is also the sign of the mystic, the sign of spirituality, very intuitive and dreamy. So for the collective, this will be a like a big change because we will be asked to question all the spiritual beliefs. So it will be a challenging for religion or for a very strict like organization where they have strict beliefs because the collective invitation is mm-hmm. really, okay, let's take some time, sit in stillness, which is the, the thing that Pisces love to do, meditate, sit in stillness and let their mind wander to another realm because they are really like the end of the zodiac. So they are very connected to the realm of the universe, the water. So it's really an invitation to reflect on your spiritual beliefs. Are you still in alignment with the religion that maybe you were brought up to or maybe not? Maybe you need to question and start new beliefs. And it will touch as well like the people in power meaning the religion, meaning the governments, the big corporation, they will be, quote-unquote, uh, like challenged in this transit because the collective mm. is waking up to, okay, maybe I don't believe in what the government is telling me, that it's so in misalignment with my beliefs, so people will might want to uh, go against that. So this for the collective, it's really interesting because we will be asked to take responsibility for our beliefs and not just follow, like, as you always said, the script, Yeah. <laughs> but uh, really like stand in our own power and decide what we believe in and decide what it's not in alignment with us anymore. Obviously, you're not here to predict some, certain specifics, but Saturn and Pisces leans in that direction of people kind of questioning, you know, what do I really believe? And I know a lot of people out there who just kind of, not to get into specifics, gobble up whatever, you know, narrative is being put out in front of them. And yeah. this is going to challenge us to say, okay, you know, like, like, for example, there's a lot of talk recently about information and misinformation on the internet. And the question is, okay, like, can I just take this piece of information in and decide for myself, is this a narrative that I, I accept? Is this something that I choose to believe? And it doesn't even have to be on the internet. It could just be like so, what, something someone says, like someone accuses yeah. you of being lazy, stubborn, whatever. And you're going to say, no, I'm going to choose whether to accept that levy that you made against me. 
Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite sentences I say in the podcast all the time is take what resonates, leave what doesn't, because maybe I say something and it doesn't resonate with you. It's not your truth. And that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm wrong or you are wrong. It's just like we what you believe in. Maybe I believe that my core uh, value is freedom. So for you and, yeah. and for me, we love traveling. Some people, they're like, you're crazy. I feel so good in my house. And like cancer people, they're <laughs> like, I'm staying in my house. I don't get out of here, not even to the next state. I'm perfect where I am. And that yeah. doesn't mean that the person is wrong or we are right. It's just that we are different. And Aquarius was really to embrace everybody at different. And we have another big transit with Pluto, that oh, is yeah. the planet of death and rebirth and transformation that is moving into Aquarius. So really it's mm-hmm. to, to embrace the fact that people are different from you. And this will be an advantage, a good thing in the next decade to be more inclusive. Like we've already seen that, I think, with yeah. the generation of uh, after us, after the millennial, the uh, Gen Z, as it's referred to Z, here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Gen Z that are really more for inclusivity. And like we see the questioning about like gender and the communities that are rising more and more. And the next 10 years will be even more accentuated because Aquarius it's really I don't care if you're different that's actually the beauty of it because they want to be in the community with people that are different they are the one the astrologer like they are different they are the one that have all the tattoos they change their color all the time if you want to put it into more as a visual because they don't care about what other people think about them at the high road of Aquarius they are really the creative they embrace their different and use that to lead the world and to really create new things because Aquarius is as well the futurist so it's thinking in the future and say okay how can we all different people come together to create something new something innovative so Hmm. if we think about Pisces that help us to really question all the quote-unquote script and then we go we have Pluto moving into Aquarius and starting the Aquarian age because Pluto stay for like 10 to 15 years in a planet so that will be the next decade where we will see uh, maybe this year we won't see so much because it's just starting but in the next years to come we will really see more people like accepting people that are different because that's the beauty. No, it's not just, it's not like a, a thing that you need to think, oh my gosh, it's different. I have to fear that, but no, it's different. I love that. So those are the two big moves that are happening within the month of March, 2023, yeah. the Saturn and the Pluto. Now, Pluto, I know is a much slower moving planet. When I started yes. looking to this, I realized that Pluto had moved into Capricorn in the year 2008, which is the year that, I feel like a lot of this stuff about excessive use of technology, you know, putting Mm. everything on social media, staring at your smartphone, this whole time period kind of began. And um, sometimes I struggle with that particular transit that's coming to an end because it seems like a lot of, you know, anxiety, depression, loneliness came from some of these things. I know Pluto moves slowly. It's going to move into Aquarius until June, it's going to retrograde back and then come back for more permanence 
in Aquarius next year. What else does this, or what else should we be doing maybe to prepare for this kind of lengthy, you know, because you said like 2008 to 2023 is 15 years. This one's going to be like, I don't remember how many years, but like another 15 years or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, as you said, like the transit, because it's going to, Pluto is going to go retrograde and then come back. So we will not, this is the preparation for like what's really is going to come in the next year. But it's also, we are talking about the sign of Aquarius, which is the humanitarian of the zodiac. So really, this is an invitation for us to serve to service will be a big thing. Mm. In fact, if we have been seeing in these years that we were preparing like to this Aquarian age, so many people choose to, as you said, quit the job, like the typical nine to five job and start yeah. new jobs thanks to technology as well on the internet that we have never seen. Like you type a new job and you find it now on the internet. Yeah. There are so many crazy like jobs that are different how we can use our unique gifts that we can see as well from our chart if we want, like, or maybe we know already, some people are already aware of their what are their gifts, how we can use our gifts to serve the collective. Because mm-hmm. really we are in, Capricorn is the CEO of the Zodiac. So it was, it's all about, I tell you what to do and you do it. <laughs> yeah. Aquarius, on the other hand, it's all about the collective. So we will be like, thinking about switching from the mentality of I into we. So it's going to be really like, okay, where can you use your gifts to serve the collective into the next uh, 10 plus years? I love to imagine that this will be where people go more into their gifts and when people will like live more their dharma, their purpose, but not just for them because they feel good, but really support the collective and to help to all of us Mm. grow and learn and evolve and expand the consciousness. So even if like could be like a hard transit, because obviously when the people in power get like shaken, that could create a lot of like conflicts as well. I'm a Sagittarius moon, so I like to see the positive, (laughs) the bright side of it. And I want to believe that this transit would be so helpful for us to really come back to our purpose, our gifts, and really uh, transmute them into this 3D reality, serving the collective. This year, I think for many people will be like, okay, let's reflect on what are my gifts. Go on a quest on thinking about, okay, what is your gifts? What are the things you came here to do? And I think like if you go to an astrologer that could help you so much to like see the whole of you, because some people maybe are still in the dark, they have no clue and they feel mm. some, sometimes you feel even the pressure, you feel stuck, like everybody knows what their gifts yeah. are and what is mine. I don't see it. So a tough feeling to have astrology. For sure. Yeah, me too. And astrology can come in like handy here to help you, not telling you what is your gift, but help you like figure it out for yourself. And then when you know what you are here to do, what you like to do, then even you raise a vibration that it's completely different. And you already by doing what you love, you like help other people around you, even if you're not doing anything for them. So I I want to be like positive on this uh, and uh, yeah, hopeful, I would say more hopeful Hopeful than positive for the 
Well, that's what people can do to prepare is like, think about their gifts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go on a quest. Maybe now you don't know it and it's fine. Go on a quest. See like, okay, what sparks your interest? Maybe it's something like, I was like with no expectation, like maybe it's something that you will do in the future. Maybe not, but just go what interests you right now. And then in one month, what interests you in one month? Maybe it's something different. But if you follow like your interests, then I'm sure that will lead you to something that you love. Maybe you don't know. Ask the people yeah. around you. Like I, I ask my friends sometimes, what do you think am I good at doing? And everybody was like, oh, but you love like um, connecting with people, creating events and talking and sharing. And I was like, oh, maybe I should start a podcast. And I did it. And I know there's a limit to how much we can cover in one episode. So if anyone listening wants to get any more (laughs) uh, information, is there any uh, resource that you would point them toward? Yeah, definitely. I will say like go to thelostandfoundmillennial.com. There you can find like the link to my podcast. I, I have episodes for everybody where I talk about all of this. But I have now a subscription as well to people that want to dive into astrology you can go subscribe to that part that will be just for the people that really want to dive into that. And I will start from zero, from really how to find your birth chart because so many people don't know that. So I will go for that. And then on my website, you have the offerings. If you want to have your chart reading with me, I would love that to support you in any way that I can. But yeah, definitely the lost and found millennial.com. You find all all that and Instagram as well. It's the same name. I think we covered the big things happening this month, the Saturn and Pluto moves, yeah. uh, as well as like kind of a general idea of how to think about it. I know every single planet has its own thing, like Mercury being communication, Venus being yes. love and romance and all that stuff, which we can get to, or you can get to if you kind of dive a little bit deeper into it. Luana, I'd like to thank you for joining us again on Actions Antidotes. I'd like to thank everyone out there for listening. I'd like to encourage you to like think about 2023, what it's going to mean and think about what your talent is. And um, also, I think the the best message coming out of this whole episode was just the whole idea of loving ourselves, loving our whole selves, loving ourselves for what makes us different, what makes us misfits, outcasts, you know, a lot of people feeling yeah. just like they don't really belong. And um, until next time, I'd like to encourage you to tune in to more episodes. Just uh, live your best life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. 